This episode of On the Record is brought to you by Weasler Engineering. Whether you need low power for occasional use or high power for the toughest jobs, Weasler's PTO drive shafts have you covered. To learn more or to find the right PTO for you, visit www.weasler.com. I'm Executive Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On the Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. Service Equipment, Canada's largest John Deere dealership, announced record second quarter results earlier this month. The publicly traded dealership reported revenues during the quarter were up 18% to $402 million versus the same period last year. Equipment sales revenue for the quarter was $314.8 million, up 21% versus the second quarter of 2020. Parts revenue increased 7.3% to $61.6 million, and service revenue came in at $20.7 million, an increase of 4.7%. Agriculture equipment revenue increased 10% in the quarter and 4% year-to-date, primarily driven by increased customer demand for new equipment supported by strong market fundamentals in all geographies. Product support revenue from ag equipment increased 1% in the quarter and 6% year-to-date, which Surface attributes to its execution on strategic parts initiatives, including online and on-the-road part sales, and the addition of two new locations after the first quarter of 2020. This was partly offset by the impacts of part supply shortages and a relatively easy seeding season in the second quarter of 2021. Ahead of the earnings release, Service announced it had agreed to be acquired by Brandt Tractor, the world's largest privately owned John Deere construction and forestry equipment dealer. Brandt will acquire Service for $19.50 per share in cash or an equity value of $302 million. Brian Fast, analyst with Raymond James, says the transaction price implies a 1.2 times book value. Brandt had already owned a 9% share of Service. Brand Tractor is part of the Brand Group of Companies, which is also comprised of Brand Agricultural Products, Brand Engineered Products, Brand Equipment Solutions, Brand Road Rail, and Brand Positioning Technology. With this move, Case IH dealer Titan Machinery will be the only remaining publicly owned dealership group in North America. In addition to service equipment, this week's other dealer on the move is Johnson Tractor. The five-store Case IH dealer has relocated its Rochelle, Illinois location. The new 50,000-square-foot facility features an open layout with an expo room, large showroom, and modern air-conditioned service center. Now here's Michaela Pockner with the latest from the Technology Corner. Thanks, Kim. Purdue University is targeting the next generation of growers with a new online precision agriculture course. The online course will be available at no charge for high school agriculture teachers, starting with teachers in Indiana and then expanding to schools around the U.S. The course will be a revamped version of Purdue's other online precision ag courses, made possible by a $300,000 grant from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The project to retool the course is expected to take three years. Upon completion, the course will feature a series of modules with resources to improve knowledge of precision agriculture and its applications, including curriculum that can be integrated into classrooms and labs. The goal of offering the online course to teachers for free is to help prepare students to go into the increasingly information technology-centric field of agriculture. Bruce Erickson, the head of Purdue's Agronomy eLearning Academy, said he wants to attract young, bright minds to agriculture and show them that it's a viable and meaningful career. 
a lot of uh, students may have a different viewpoint of agriculture than we do. They, they may think of it as low pay and long hours and not very exciting, but we want to show them this whole other side of agriculture that is a lot of technology and a lot of thinking and uh, exciting things and we're feeding the world and all that kind of stuff and helping the environment. And that's the type of thing that we think will attract uh, tomorrow's workers that we have in agriculture. Erickson said the data life cycle will be an important part of the new course. Curriculum will explore everything from sensors to wrangling data from different types of sensors to analyzing the data to get meaningful information. Purdue currently offers four precision agriculture courses for ag professionals through its Agronomy eLearning Academy for a fee. You can see what's on the schedule using the link in the web story below. That's it from today's Technology Corner. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Michaela. In a recent interview at a Fent Press event in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, ACO CEO Eric Hansodia addressed the future of the Challenger brand in light of a recent Ag Equipment Intelligence report about ACO taking the brand to a retail-only business model. He says the company currently considers it well-positioned in the ACO portfolio with a focus on track tractors. It's got a great reputation with track tractors um, and that machine form, as well as kind of an affiliation with the Rogator product, because a lot of times those dealers will sell both of those products. And so we want to honor that history. And for those customers for which that's important, we want them to have access to that product. It still has a great reputation for rugged, reliable, durable, you know, brand image. So that fits nicely. So we're allowing the market to pick what they want. And so if they want, um, in many of these products, if they want to choose the Fent route, they can go that direction. If they want to go the Challenger route, they can go that direction. Um, and we're, we're really kind of being specific about what role Challenger plays. Uh, and it's, it's largely now a, a track tractor uh, position in the portfolio. Hinsodia adds that while ATCO feels Challenger is currently positioned where it needs to be, they'll be watching customer demand, and if farmers want something different from Challenger, the company will adjust over time. Supply chain issues have been putting pressure on manufacturers, and dealers have been tight on inventory for most of 2021. That pressure is starting to take a toll on dealer optimism. Here's Associate Research Editor Ben Thorpe with more. Thanks, Kim. While equipment sales have been strong through the first seven months of 2021, dealer optimism saw a large drop in the latest dealer sentiments and business conditions survey. A net 23% of dealers reported less optimism in July versus the net 6% of dealers who were more optimistic in June. The decrease in both new and used inventories, delayed deliveries, inflation, and continued supply chain headwinds appear to be causing some concern among dealers. One dealer from the Delta states in Southeast Southern Plains region said, price increases and lack of availability for whole goods and parts is becoming alarming. We are nervous about 2022. Another dealer from the same region commented, we are less optimistic as inventories run low at the dealer level and within the manufacturer's shops. We are also concerned about the general well-being of the economy, especially inflation into next year. Equipment price increases, both new and used, as well as input costs are also weighing on dealer optimism. And one dealer from the Lake State slash Northern Plains says, those two factors are impacting year-end capital purchases significantly. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Ben. Deere & Company reported third quarter 2021 net sales and revenues of $11.5 billion, up 29% versus the same period in 2020. Net sales from equipment operations were $10.4 billion for the quarter, up 32% over the third quarter last year. 
net sales for the production and precision ag segment were $4.3 billion, up 29% over the same period last year. For small ag and turf, net sales were up 32% from last year to $3.1 billion. Commenting on the supply chain challenges the industry has been dealing with, Josh Jespin, Deere's Director of Investor Relations, said as expected, the back half of the year is proving to be more challenging. Deere has seen more disruptions and impacts to production that resulted in losing days of production at different facilities at different times throughout the quarter. He adds that Deere does not anticipate this easing up as we get into the fourth quarter and into 2022. Jespin says one of the challenges is it's a wide variety of issues from materials to labor to logistics across the supply chain. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lessonermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.